1: If you're a fan of food from Thailand, you don't have to go to Bangkok. You can find the real thing right here in Dogtown. That's where a local couple live, cook, and serve authentic Thai cuisine. And that's the subject of this month's Soundbite segment, put together with our friends from Sauce Magazine. Joining me in studio are Heather Hughes, Sauce Managing Editor, Chelsea Heligy, and her husband, Ekachai Danwanichakul. I hope I have that right... A lot of a lot of letters in that <laughs> last name, but and but we'll call you Ake, right? us correct. That's correct. your nickname. Yep. Well, thank you so much for being there. Now that we've gotten through the name, let's talk about uh, <laughs> what we're here to talk about. Heather, I'll start with you. Uh, we've done a number of uh, had a number of discussions here on the program with regarding to a growing number of Thai restaurants in town. Mm-hmm. Where does this one fit in?
2: Well, I think. Uh, In a lot of ways, it it doesn't. Um, Something that I find most interesting about what they're doing is uh, they're doing things that Thai restaurants would have a really hard time doing. Um, Thai restaurants sell to an American audience who are used to um, seeing the same dishes, uh, familiar things like pad thai or green curry, um, and the flavors can't be exactly uh, what would what they would be for a Thai audience. So um, at Spirit House you can get Thai cuisine that's more like home cooking. Um, They can spend more time on dishes than restaurants have available, and they have uh, flavor profiles that some people um, dining in St. Louis wouldn't be used to or wouldn't be interested in. Um, but it's sort of a self-selecting group of those truly interested in authentic, home-cooked Thai cuisine.
1: Hey, how did this whole idea come into being? I mean, you're doing it in your home. Yeah. Spirit House is your home.
3: Yeah. Well, so uh, me and my wife Chelsea, we love to eat food in general, especially Thai food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm originally from Thailand, and every time I go out and eat Thai food around here, um, more often than not, disappointed, came back home, you know. And um, and me and my wife, were decided we wanna take um, the matter in our own hands, and we wanna people that we know to try authentic food that we cook at home. That's what this came about. Chelsea, how
1: does the system work?
0: Oh boy. Well, we'll, we'll a little bit to the mic. Sure. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, basically a kind of a supper club for lack of a better term. Um, so um, essentially, we just um, announce our, um, you know, next supper or our next two suppers um, through email, usually. So um, our followers uh, should be on our email list if they're interested in finding out about our suppers. And um, so we announce through email and um, literally just the first people who are able to, to get to us to grab those seats. Those are the ones that we'll invite for the next um, secret supper, we call them.
1: Do do they pay for the privilege of the...
0: They do, (laughs) yeah. Um, We currently um, ask for basically a donation of $35 Mm -hmm. um, per head, and... um, that pretty much covers the food cost. And we almost always need to um, buy something to make the supper happen. So like our kitchen is pretty ill-equipped, actually, we have found out through doing these suppers. And so um, we often will need to buy like, oh, you know, like we want to serve cow soy. So we have to buy a set of bowls to serve cow soy in because we don't have that, you know, maybe we have two for us. Um, or we need to buy like a steamer pot to make kautomat, which is a uh, very like old school Thai dessert, which was mentioned in the sauce issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we have to like buy a lot of stuff to like make just one of these dinners happen.
1: And from what I can see, uh, some of that uh, food is prepared on the back porch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the summer, um, we make um, some dishes that um, we cannot make inside because it needs high heat to cook. Um, So I bought this cookware mm-hmm. um, like a walk like, a like wok, an outdoor walk right, that can produce a lot of high heat um, and so i cook this particular dish that i throw a vegetable in the vlog and it caught on fire obviously oh. i cannot do that inside right
1: <laughs> tell me uh, something about what makes the food that you prepare special and different
3: um, i think um, right off the bat it's not about money Mm -hmm. We want to make food that we think it tastes like Thailand. And I'm from Thailand. Chelsea's been to Thailand with me so many times. We want that experience, that flavor uh, for people around here to
1: taste. And what gives it that flavor? I mean, what special spices or ingredients are make your food different? That's a good question. I
3: don't know. Um, yeah. That's um, uh, certain ingredients. It's seasonal here in St. Louis. But for the most part, you can get that stuff at the grocery store here, um, in a national grocery store here. What makes it different? I think I don't take shortcut to make a dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I could stir fry that vegetable dish inside, but it's going to be soggy. You know, I do that outside mm-hmm. to get that kind of hot, um, wok taste. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that kind of stuff. Are we dealing with a lot of fish, a lot of meat, a lot of, w- that's correct. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, all of the above. That's
3: oh, yeah.
0: We've kind of made jokes at people who um, have very reasonably asked if we're ever going to have like a vegetarian supper. And that's definitely on our radar, something we would love to offer in the future. But it's actually kind of hard to um, offer a whole supper with, you know, different um, courses or different dishes to try that are all vegetarian because they're like so kind of like animal product centric in Thailand. Um, even something that you would peg as vegetarian as, say, like a vegetarian green curry, that's usually actually not vegetarian. It's got fish sauce, maybe shrimp paste in it, and mm-hmm. a lot of people probably unwittingly eat these things when they order them at restaurants.
1: There was a great, as, as I watch you, and as slim and as trim as you are sitting here talking, there was a great line in Matt Surrell's piece <laughs> in Sauce Magazine saying that when you went to Thailand, Uh, The the way they eat for you is like running a food gauntlet. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. It's almost like, it's like competitive eating, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, It's, and he can attest to this. I'm like, is this normal? I'm always like, you know, are they just, are they showing off because there's guests? And okay, maybe a little bit there, you know, but for the most part, like when we sit down to eat with his family,
2: it is just ridiculous. (laughs) ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Heather, have you been to Spirit House?
2: I have not yet. We were talking about that on the way in. I keep missing the weekends, but I'm really looking forward to it. The dishes that you see um, on their Instagram account, which is um, one of the ways we were introduced to Spirit House, is just nothing else you can find here. And I was going to say before, um, you you said uh, none of the ingredients are too weird you can find them at international grocery stores Mm -hmm. but there are some differences in the way that you make things that I've noticed um which is uh, there were some funny posts about no bell peppers or something like that we're pretty (laughs) passionate about that (laughs) it's it's not just what's in there it's it's what's not um so we are more familiar with more Americanized versions Mm -hmm. of these dishes um and uh more familiar with substitutes in certain mm-hmm. things, like the Thai holy basil is not the same thing as a sweet basil, but mm-hmm. if you get it at a restaurant, um, most have subbed in sweet basil, um, which has a, has a different flavor uh, than than the original mm-hmm. um, that the dish calls for.
1: Hek, is there any any potential, do you think, at, for expanding this and, and uh, establishing a brick and mortar?
3: Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I... I that's sweet. We don't beads. know how to answer <laughs> right that question we're We're just doing it for fun right yeah. now. Um, our goal is to um, just having fun with it. Um, we don't looking into the future that far. We just do it every week after week.
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I would second that. We definitely, I have a tendency to, you know, I before I start a project, I want to know like, well, what is this for? You know, like what, well, you know, what are we going to do with this? What's the end game? And to start this, I was like, well, we have to be comfortable with not having an end game. Let's just do it just to do it. Because um, it's um, as much of a food passion project as it is. It's also kind of like a socio-cultural discussion. You know, at the end of every meal, we um kind of, you know, around dessert, whenever everyone's finishing dessert we kind of tend to sneak in and just start chatting with people and you know and we ask them about like you know what Thai food do you like have you been to Thailand like what did you like most about this meal and we just kind of get a discussion going and um, honestly that's kind of um that's been our our primary goal from the start is just to start a discussion and we've
3: met so many great people over the past um months um, they all great, and I would love to hang out with them again if I see them on the street. <laughs> yeah, seriously,
0: um, Heather. Earlier, you said that it was a self-selecting group, and mm-hmm. I think that that is very true. And that's been something that's really helped us. Is you know, people have asked us, "Aren't you nervous like inviting people you don't know?" And I was like, "Well, maybe at first, mm-hmm. but you know, it is a s- self-selecting group where you know people are generally really nice, really cool. They're they're open." Um, to trying something new. And, um, yeah, there I would love to hang out with any of these, <laughs>
2: you know, cool people who came over. It is we were talking in the office before about how this is a great example of what underground dinners or pop-up dinners have become now, which is it's not like a secret. you need to know somebody entirely. It's all available on the internet. You uh, operate through Instagram really well. Um, and it's sort of like, All the people who come to your dinners it's self-selecting, so you already have somewhere to start. You share an interest automatically. It's like the Tinder for restaurant (laughs) eating or something. Um, You can you can find what you like, and it's a social experiment as well as a, a food experiment. I think it's really neat to see how this has progressed and change in the interest that you've garnered just through having an Instagram account is pop, amazing.
1: Pop-up is as a, as a term that's really popped into our uh, our vocabulary <laughs> yeah, recently. What, what exactly does it mean in the restaurant world?
2: Well, um, we've talked about it much more often as a uh, a thing that chefs opening new restaurants will do to garner interest and to show people what they're going to be. So um, like before Pirano opened, they had a bunch of lunches uh, at, um, the Cortex, I think. And, um, a lot of restaurants are doing that to, to show what they're going to be. And then they just open a brick or mortar and it's a full on place. But there's also dinner series that can happen that you'll sign up online and they're in event spaces or something like that. Um, it's just a a great way and a, great way for people like you guys to get into um the the food business uh without it being a primary money-making mm-hmm. scheme like this is not your job this is something that you love to do but it's an incredible way to share that with people you would th- th- who aren't your friends mm-hmm. um the,
1: getting back to the food for a moment Egg. Mm-hmm. let me ask you uh, uh chelsea mentioned uh, mentioned dessert a little while. what would be a typical dessert for a thai meal
3: for a thai meal mm. um that's actually the whole category by itself in Thailand. Totally. <laughs> um uh, I don't know right off the bat, but um it would be something slightly sweet, slightly salty. Mm-hmm. Um those two flavors kind of like combine and tangle.
0: Most of them incorporate coconut. I would say That's a good right. deal.
3: Probably ninety yeah. percent um of mm-hmm. Thai dessert, one way or another use coconut.
1: And what sort of beverage would people be drinking when uh, they're eating a Thai dinner?
3: um uh, of course, Thai tea that is not too sweet. Um, we, Thai don't, coffee. we
0: have not gotten into that territory though because <laughs> right. it's pretty uh, honestly, in Thailand, I can't drink Thai tea because it's so sweet.
1: How about alcohol? I mean, with beer or wine or yeah, yeah we we do
3: um drink beer in Thailand. <laughs> Thai beer. Yeah, it's uh, it's Singha or Chang beer. Just any local beer basically is um, a very very light lager. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes really well with Thai food, which very is refreshing. spicy. Because you probably don't want to drink a porter um, when hundred degree outside in Thailand. So. Oh my
0: god, that sounds terrible. Do you <laughs>
1: serve alcohol during your your We do. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Our guests get a complimentary drink. So whenever they come in, we um, Mm -hmm. give them their welcome drink if they want one. And um, it's their chance to just kind of sit down and like meet everybody and settle in and kind of get comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But yeah, we serve um, just Thai beer. Mm Mm hmm. That's what you would drink in Thailand. But in Thailand, they would always serve it to you with a glass of ice. That's
3: right.
1: <laughs> That's so tasty. people listening now would like to get in on this and mm-hmm. try some of that delicious food. How do they go about it? You mentioned Instagram, but how do they get to you?
0: Yeah. So um, so what we've set up is um, you just go to our Instagram, and we have a link there at the top that you can click. So just follow that link and um, click our um It'll take you to a place where you can sign up for our email once you click that link. And so once you're on our email list, that's how you will get to know um, about supper dates in the future.
1: Okay. Well, we'll put that information on our website at sdlpublicradio.org. Heather, only a few seconds left. Do you think this is uh, something that might catch on, this this concept?
2: (laughs) I think it already has. I think Mm -hmm. this is an example of uh, a popular way of trying new foods, trying new cuisines, Buying in for a full night to just see what what uh, people like Chelsea and Ake can can do. Yeah,
1: using their own home as uh, as as the uh, as the venue as it were. So fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all so much for being with us. Most interesting. I wish you best of luck and success uh, as you continue with this operation. And one of these days, maybe you'll be opening a restaurant. In here,
0: huh? <laughs> maybe. <You laughs> maybe. We, we are will see. looking for investors. <laughs> uh-huh. we got a sorry, sorry a I have to leave. <laughs> at <the same> time.
1: <laughs> thank you all. Chelsea Aitken, Heather, us. thank you for being with us.